Are you calling on the Cubs? I'm calling on the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> and then right here is where we dropped in the theme music. I know. Hey, no, I, I, I screwed that up because I was, was just calling about the Cubs. So forget it. No, I think it's good. I can just keep changing the name of the podcast. <laughs> calling on the Cubs. I keep going back and forth. I don't know which one's on it. Um, how you doing, man? Good. How are you? Good. I don't think we've spoken since the Bears draft. Um, oh no! Yeah, you... we ha- we haven't had the the calling about the Cubs take on the Chicago Bears draft. <laughs> I know. Well, we also didn't talk about how the Bulls in episode one I had put them in the Eastern Conference Finals and um, they had not won a game since. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was uh, that's... that was ugly. Yeah, I mean, they, like, I couldn't, I mean, they, the funny thing about it is uh, I I didn't watch those, like, first two games, and they won, and I was like, oh, that's worth watching, and then I watched <laughs> even, like, even, like, game three, and I was just like, what? like, why the, why the hell am I watching this? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, it's, it, was, it was treacherous, they were so bad. Funny how you can go from, you know, thinking that maybe they're a pretty good team to completely, but like completely hating their entire organization. And I know, yeah. Not believing. The, not only are they bad, it's like their organization is terrible. Their front office is a disaster, and they'll never be good again. Yeah, the it it sounded like the United Center was really popping off at the end of that one. I'm just, like, chanting for Hoiberg to be fired and, like, mm. booing, booing Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Dude, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. I like that, um, though. I like, I like the guy coming into town with something. He's got something to prove now. Yeah, chip, you know, chip on his shoulder. It's uh, okay. In Chicago, you need a chip on both shoulders to bounce you out. Yeah. Um, but about Mitch Trubisky, I uh, yeah. I think it's I think it's a pretty I mean if I, I no one no one knows if who's going to be good as you know the quarterback, but he certainly seems like he's going to be shitty. Like there just is no there's no reason why he'll be good at the pro level. <laughs> like uh, right. right, I think he was the number one quarterback because. It was just a bad year for quarterbacks. No one college just isn't like I don't know. It's just like not a year for quarterbacks. So he just kind of seems like a meathead. He kind of just reminds me of like Johnny Manziel, but just maybe less exciting even than that. Just oh wow, I haven't really watched any highlights or read too much about his like that. I guess. He's athletic, right? Like that's his thing. Yeah, kind of. Like he's like a, you know, he strong arm. He's, he's he's pretty good out of the pocket, but yet scouts say like he immediately leaves the pocket. Therefore, like anything he does is outside. It's just okay. doesn't seem like he's gonna translate to a good NFL quarterback. But I'll let him. I'll let him play. I, I mean, these people football than I do, but it's just you'd love to be proven wrong, you know. A layman's perspective, he just looks like a dumbass dude who's going to be like the next Mark.
next to Blake Bortles. Hello? Apparently we've lost Scott. You I don't sound know, I clearer. Don't... I sound clear? Yeah, you sound clearer than you did before. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> I have no idea what happened. All of a sudden, I couldn't hear you. Here here I was going down the list of the Bears draft picks, and I was like, I don't think anybody's on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're just reading up the picks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got all the way down to the last one, and then I was like, Micah is not on the <laughs> I'm not on a phone call right now. <laughs> I'm... Well, they picked, I like, just, a Division two tight end second, right? And then... Yeah, and picked, I was saying, oh. I, I like I think he's going to be good. He His uh, his film is pretty... He just, he's just enormous, and he runs really fast. That's great. Um, I mean... And, I, and then they picked, yeah. like, a running back who's, like, 5'6", and then, like, everyone will compare to Darren Sproles his whole life. Mm-hmm. And uh, his nickname is Chicken Salad. Chicken salad, uh, like that. Yeah, he, yeah, he was he was like, being interviewed on like Bears dot com, and yeah, they were just like, oh, you have a funny nickname. He's like, he's like, yeah, my friend started calling me Chicken Salad. <laughs> uh, I heard him on the score. I just listened to him on the, like an interview of him on oh, yeah. called Bernstein and Goff now, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, he seems like a fun guy. I, uh, as a, as like as somebody who's more of like a casual Bears fan these days than like somebody who's super into the Bears. I don't kind of like doing them doing no crazy weird drafts and swinging for the fences because it's like, well, if it works out, I guess it'd be interesting to watch a quarterback that was actually good. And if it doesn't, I don't really care. I'm the same way. Like anybody who's like screaming about it is like, shut up. Like the Bears are like, they're going to be bad for a while now. Like we're <laughs> like we're yeah. we're locked into them being a pretty shitty team. Like that's how the NFL is. Is like you have your little window, and if you don't do anything in that window, then you just kind of go away for five years. Right. And we're and we're on like year you know, two sure. of the yeah exactly. Right. They're uh they got a terrible roster, and they trade away like a lot of draft picks. So. Mhm. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, calling about. That's the calling. Well, do you want to close up the calling about the bears? Uh, calling about the bears. <laughs> Episode one is completed. <laughs> cool. Uh, a lot happened with the Cubs this week, Alan. Um, did, did you watch did the a lot game? Happen? I got. A, I got a few notes here. Uh, <laughs> okay. Last night. <laughs> last night, Schwarber sure. homered. Um. Mhm. The fastest, the fastest Cub to twenty career yep. home runs. Yes, I have that written <laughs> which down. Is a, which nice. is a statistic, a statistic that I thought was really funny because it's like twenty career home runs is <laughs> right, <absurd. laughs> and not the fastest time wise, the fastest games played. Right, Schwarber feels like he's been on the Cubs for three years now. Right, um, ninety-seven games, twenty home mm-hmm. runs. That's kind of one of those manufactured, you know, stats or whatever, but I guess they got full-time stats, people doing stat stuff all the time, so I mm-hmm. don't mind it. Okay, so this is my question. Schwarber's the fastest of the 20 home runs. What is your over-under on Schwarber's pub career right now? If I told you um, he plays out the remainder of his rookie deal with the Cubs and 
for whatever reason, financials, when that is up, the Yankees just go after him. They give him so much money, he goes and signs with the Yankees. So they probably have him, what, for team control for five more years after this? Maybe four? Um, I, uh, let me see. Um, well, I, I mean, even without, as I'm looking it up now, I think, I think he's, I think the Cubs are going to do everything in their power to keep, I, I think he's as lost so as anybody else. cornerstone. Yes. Yeah. And they like him as a leader and stuff. Okay, so if I They had you, him, they had him in the draft room. Like, the Cubs brought him into the draft room because he had, like, such an eye for the game. Like. <laughs> you're kidding. No. <laughs> I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. They got him scouting in the offseason. Um, uh, yeah, I guess so. Okay, so for, for, okay, let's just say for the next five years, Schwarber, I give him a 280 batting average, 32 home runs, and 95 RBIs. Would you take the over or the under on that? Uh, for this year? Just on average for the next, like, five years. Oh. Just give me your numbers again. 280 batting average. 32 mm-hmm. home runs, 95 RBIs. Uh, for that short, uh, under. You take the under. You think the under was? Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. he. Like I think he's a. I think he's a high on base guy. Like I think he'll. Yeah. Like he'll be like. Uh, you know, saber metrically, he'll be. Like a a very good player with like good numbers. I just don't. Like I don't I don't I don't know it, like just in the majors today it seems like getting to twenty five home runs is a big deal again. Uh, so I don't know I see it. I see him as like I, he'll have a couple of years like that maybe but I just I, I I can't. There are a few players that I'd be like oh they can average this for the next few years that aren't like Bryant Trout, you know yeah. those kind of guys. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, but we'll see. Yes, I, I, I think, I think he's gonna be right around those numbers. That's, that's kind of where I think he'll be at. And I, I yeah. don't know. I'd like to take. It's interesting to see where he's gonna be as a batter. Like, is he a three hundred hitter or is he more? Because I think his Pakoda this year was like two sixty or something. Like, pretty like a lot lower than. Um, he's what I thought he'd be as a in yeah in ninety he has ninety seven games and his batting average right now I mean it's still his first ninety seven games as a pro but he yeah. his batting average is two twenty eight so it's like oh but okay. yeah but his on base is three forty two which is oh, pretty wow. damn good it's pretty damn good for a two twenty eight hitter um huh. and he's I think he's leading the league in strikeouts right now too but I, I think he's just like that it's it's weird because i say like oh yeah he's been kind of a name since 2015 but right. only 97 now he doesn't have a season under his belt yet so like until you know 50 games from now it'll be like the end of the summer when he has like an entire year of playing you know major league baseball under his belt right uh and and at the end at that point, he'll have pretty good numbers for the first 160 games of his career. He'll probably, you know, have he'll probably have 30 home runs in his first 
160. I think it was. Um, yeah. So I don't know. He's he's still a question mark, but yeah, I, well, I'm holding out hope. I think he's gonna. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's gonna bust out. He's gonna go on a streak right now. I feel like that home run last night, and he's just gonna start tearing the ball. I hope you're um, right. Well, we'll see. <laughs> well, they, they scored. They scored. But he had that home run in the inning where um, there was two outs and John Lester was at the plate, and the whole two out rally got started with John Lester knocking a single up the middle. Mm-hmm. Historically weak hitting John Lester. What do you think the odds are? This is our what, what odds? What, what would you handicap the odds of two outs? And the pitcher's at the plate, and the team ends up scoring four runs. Um, I don't know. Not, not good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I, like, with John Lester, I would say probably 1%, like, truly. Um, oh, yeah, I was thinking even lower, like, one in a thousand. <laughs> so, end up scoring four runs? I don't know. That's just... How many innings are there where, like... Just there's there's two outs, nobody on, and then the team ends up scoring four runs anyway. Not to mention that it's the pitcher up. I don't know. Yeah, that was a. I mean, the bats were flying last night. Uh, See all these notes unlike, I have written down. <laughs> it's a note that I have written down yet. I just drew a picture of a baseball bat. <laughs> uh, I mean, compared to. Monday night's game, which was just uh, a trust kind of game. But, yeah, the kind of game that, like, if you have tickets to it, it's just like a nightmare. Like, it's rain delay, and then they get yeah barreled. Um, and some yeah, poor kids drove in from, yeah. Yeah, and that was a... Uh, the one game they go to all year. Sorry. Um, they were, were caught Monday night. Did you see that? A couple weddings, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I guess um, Wilson Contreras played third, and uh, and um, Montero played first. <laughs> I, so I Joe Madden the... finds a way to keep the guys interested, even in a blowout yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't checked the Cubs blogosphere, but I'm sure there's like some people being like, you know, mad about him. Uh, Trying to injure his players or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, I'm sure somebody wrote it, but I don't know. I mean, it seems like the time to do it if you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't really want to toss the shorter and the catcher. I'm like, I mean, you'd like to be able to do it in an important time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you don't want to do it for the first time in an important time. Yeah. I, yeah, I was. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad that he caught. I, Cause I, it's like so many people are just like, oh, never. But I like it. I don't think that that's reasonable. I think if you have the skills to catch, like, use them. Yes, even if he catches 25 innings a season, or at least just like that, they have the ability to use him. It gives them mm-hmm. the roster flexibility, where they can pinch hit for Montero late in the game, like, and not worry about. Oh no, we're we're down to our last catcher or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it was uh, that I was thinking about like what like 
what is Theo's, like, money ball? So what is, like, Theo ball? Like, what do you think the Cubs view their competitive advantage of? Oh, hello? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, like, what does, in the way that the Oakland A's valued on base percentage over just batting average, what do you think the Cubs value um, that other teams don't necessarily look at as much? What is their competitive advantage? Well, I mean, the thing with, yeah. they're like, the thing they already said is just, like, with a draft, with drafting, it's just, like, get bats, 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 bats. Sign veteran, mm-hmm. veteran, veteran pitching, yeah. so that you you know what you're getting from pitchers like a dude like you know Lackey or Brett Anderson, not great, but like you can kind of rely on their five innings, three earned runs. So it's like right, right. base an offense off of that, like easier to easier to predict what's coming with offense over pitching. So I think yeah, their sabermetric was just like, hey, Ian Happ was the best bat available, like. A lot, but you know, we don't need no, we we don't need infielders who can hit. We have infielders who can hit, but draft them anyway. Like, do it right. Yeah, and then when you get those veteran pitchers, they've already had their arm surgery. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna have to pay for that. And then you got yeah, young controllable offense. That makes sense. Things I'd written down that they seem to value is like um, players that see a lot of pitches per at bat. Um, yeah, and I think like they like character and like drafting guys that at least seem like they like playing baseball. It seems things are coming in out here. Um, mm-hmm. And then like defensive versatility, I think is another thing that they seem to like have a new yeah every everybody Yeah, but I think you're right about the, the – I didn't have that written down, but the offense and the veteran pitching seems to be, like, the way that they think they're spending their money smarter than other players mm-hmm. or other teams. Um, uh, Bleacher Report, did you see their ranking of the top 50 players in baseball? No, I didn't. Okay, well, they have um, – do you want to guess where they have Chris – Chris Bryant is the highest-rated Cub. I'm sure you could have guessed. Top fifty players, top so top fifty players in baseball. Yeah. Um, baseball. Without looking, I'll say that Chris Bryant was third. Ooh, very close. He was fourth. Behind. Yeah. You uh, that, yeah. Um. Uh, Kraut. Yep. Kraut. Behind. Kershaw. Kershaw's number two. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, I'm sure this is easy, and I'm just blanking. Uh, this one was a bit of a surprise for me, but that's... Oh, okay, it was ahead of... My, okay. It's, been a, it's an American League player, and it's just probably just frustrating for me to think about. Uh, he plays the same position as Chris Bryant. Ma- uh, Manny Machado? Yeah. Really? Everybody, like, I mean, he's good. I mean, he's been, he's kind of been, yeah. um, uh, that's, that, that makes sense. Everyone in the discussion always talks Manny Machado, though. It seems like he's still yet to have, like, his, was this Bleacher Report or what, who I wrote this? His Bleacher Report, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess Machado, I mean, his numbers are pretty close to Brian's last year. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I guess he's like not only the best defensive third baseman, but just yeah. like I think some people have rated him as like the one of the best defensive players in all of baseball. Damn. Yeah. Um, and they got Bryce Harper five, Mookie Betts six, Matt Scherzer at seven, Josh Donaldson at eight, Nolan. Arenado at nine and Buster Posey at ten. So what is that? Is that four third basemen in the top ten? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. Um the next highest club. Yeah, Madison Bumgarner is all the way down to fifteen. I was a little surprised at that. Hmm. I wonder if he just he's kind of on the downswing now, maybe. Yeah. And then the next highest Cub, can you guess it would be? Um, Rizzo or Lester? It's Rizzo, yeah. You want to guess where they have him? Um, 25. 20. 20, okay. Jake is the next one at 22. And then I believe Johnny Lester is the next one. Yeah, John Lester at 37. And then uh, they have Addison Russell as, like, a, the 51st or whatever, like a honorable uh, mention or whatever. I wonder if in, like, two years the Cubs would have, like, four in the top ten. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, that seems like Addison Russell, like, a couple more years he'll be around, like, in the 30s. I think Rizzo will probably stay right about where he's at. Um, mm-hmm. And then Bryant will probably stay around where he's at. Arietta and Lester will obviously fall. But, I mean, Schwarber could probably pop up into there at some point. Or yeah, maybe Javi Baez even, I don't know. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay, and then I got a hypothetical question. Oh, I got a couple of hypotheticals for you. Nice. Um, guys like Rizzo and Schwarber, you know, with the guys that they do the extreme shift on were like basically the mm-hmm. second baseman for Schwarber is like playing like a short right field. Yeah. How many points, like in the 80s and 90s and even like the 2000s, teams would not have shifted that extreme. Like it just wasn't part of like baseball culture. So we right. just, like guys like, like those hits that Schwarber has or like that second baseman was fielding them and short right field, those are all hits in the 80s. So, like, how many points do you think it takes off of a Rizzo and Schwarber's average to play in the era of the extreme shift? Um, that's, that's interesting. Like, I, I don't, I mean, that's a hard baseball question. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's crunched the numbers. I, yeah, I, I'm sure there is, like, uh, you know, they've done the metrics on it. Mm-hmm. I would say, I mean, it doesn't seem like it would do too Maybe, I mean, it could take, I think it, I mean, do you think it affects it a lot or do you think it affects, like it, it's either one of those things where it's like they, they do it because it really does change things or they just do it because no matter where they are, not much changes. So they figure why not? 
Um, I think it. Well, then you have the the other aspect of like, well, this is where the guys are standing. So obviously he's gonna he's gonna make an adjustment. You know. Yeah. So then, but I think it it matters. I think like I think if you look at Scorpio's spray chart, everything like on the ground is hard and to the right side. Mm-hmm. And then he probably hits to all fields in the air. And I just think, like, if that second baseman is playing in, like, a traditional spot, then there probably aren't a lot of those ground balls that you can actually feel. Like, Clover probably hits everything, like, pretty hard through the infield. And yeah. I, I was, I, if I was, I was handicapping in my head, and I was thinking, like, 10 to 20 points, maybe 25. Oh, damn. Yeah, oh, yeah, you think that's a lot? Yeah, I do, yeah. but, I mean... It, yeah. I'd be interested. Maybe I, oh, I mean Rizzo uh, maybe like is a three twenty hitter without the shift. I, uh, it would have is to it be like for the, for the, like the same way where it's like I don't. I mean, I'm trying to think of you know pole hitters from you know sort of the golden age of hitting like in the nineties or whatever that yeah. weren't hitting against the shift because it's just the, like you can win a batting title now hitting like. 321 went back and right. 20 years ago it was like oh he had 360 right. but I don't right. know if like guys like Larry Walker or Todd Helton if those were pull hitters or just spray hitters right yeah it's interesting I mean it, I think it probably yeah affects averages quite a bit I think it's um, it's Okay, and my other hypothetical question to you is, if Sammy Sosa didn't do steroids, how many home runs would you have hit? If Mark Grayson did do steroids, how many home runs would you have hit? <laughs> what is Greg Maddox's career look like if he does steroids? And which Cubs player, if you could give steroids to one Cubs player, who would you give them to? <laughs> nice. Um, okay, so... Uh, it's gonna be like home runs hit, like average per season or career. Um, well, I was thinking. Well, I I, I got Sosa's numbers here, and he basically he's hitting from ninety three to um to ninety seven. He hits thirty three, twenty five, thirty six, forty, and thirty six. And then in nineteen ninety eight to um. Well, 2003, he hits 66, 63, 50, <laughs> 64, 49, and 40. I know that 64 is outrageous. I know. It's, it's just, and he didn't even lead the league. <laughs> I know. He, 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 he only really won the league when he hit 50. <laughs> yeah, he won, he won one MVP, I think, right? <laughs> he, yeah. And all three, three times that he hit 60 home runs, he did not lead the league. <laughs> Um, uh, okay, so it's probably pretty. So he probably really started taking steroids in earnest between the '97 and '98 season because he hit mm-hmm. 30 more home runs that year and continued that for quite yeah. a while. Um, so yeah, if, if so, I think he probably lives in like a 32 home run a year place without steroids. Mark Grace, he adds steroids to that. I think he hits. He's like a 
fifty-one a year kind of guy. And uh, do you, do you, and know, if, you he has one hundred and seventy-three career home runs. The most ever hit in this season is seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he gets to 51. I, I agree um, with you, because he did have a whole bunch of doubles. Well, he was 51 uh, doubles one year. Yeah, all those all those gappers find the fence with juice. I think so. And if I could give a Cubs player right now steroids, I think I would give it to um, um Pedro Strope. <laughs> Pedro Strope? <laughs> <laughs> Just be like a lights out closer. No, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, probably like, hmm. I mean, I think if, if a dude like Schwarber is juicing, then he has like a Mark McGuire 1998 kind of year. Like already, like already, like, already like big and strong. I think he just like touches the ball and that's gone. <laughs> They're like seventy. You're giving them seventy home runs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or, I mean, I think easily he's easily a fifty home run guy. I'm sure, like easily. Uh, I I I was thinking maybe Addison Russell too. Oof, I think yeah, he hits he would hit like forty to forty five home runs and and just be like, you know, he would look pretty good on some steroids. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of guys you can say that you can't say that about though. I mean, what does Rizzo look like on steroids? What does Chris Bryant look like on steroids? Like, uh, so those yeah. guys are so good already. I, I don't know how much better they get. I mean, obviously better and stronger, but mm-hmm. uh, Chris Bryant would probably just hit like a bunch of like towering fly balls that just like drift forever and end up getting out of Wrigley Field. It makes me it makes me sad to think about like Chris Bryant walking around with a like Ken Caminiti body. <laughs> <laughs> just like just grotesque like makes me old man and like muscles and like uh-huh. it, the one player I think like doesn't benefit much is like Javi Baez. Like I don't think he's much better on steroids and probably is like pretty much the same player. Yeah. I don't think it helps him too much. Um, what about Jake Arrieta? <laughs> I mean, that's a, a sensitive subject. <laughs> you know, he, already, he, he has a steroid body. If Not he was saying, green juice and steroids, can you imagine? Then he would just be like Roger Clemens and just turn into a complete psychopath. But but pitches till he's forty five years old. Yeah, and that's the thing is like he can't even like you know put like a. Like a he would have this type of season because, like, two years ago, Arietta like, had that season where it was, like, right. unbelievable numbers. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, maybe this is, I don't know. I was thinking about the steroids and, like, the hypothetical of it because it's just, like, that one thing of, like, truly, like, you give this guy this thing and all of a sudden he's amazingly better, but it's like he still has to like go out and hit the home runs and stuff now. Mm-hmm. It's fun to think about yeah. compare the errors. Um, like Samus says, they're going from like a guy who's like a pretty good 
an all-star and mm-hmm. going to, like, putting up some of the greatest, the great, like, one of the greatest runs a baseball player has ever yeah. put up over three or four or five seasons. I think. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's wild. <laughs> let the guys, let the guys choose. <laughs> Alright, yeah, just, who's it hurting? You know? It's kind of what I thought while it was going on, and, I mean, we all kind of looked the other way and pretended like maybe they weren't. But mm-hmm. now that baseball's clean again and has a bunch of young players that are good, talented players that are clean, I, I do like it that it's clean again. Yeah. Or theoretically, theoretically clean again. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, because every year there's another guy who... So you know it must still be common if people are still getting caught, because if people think that they can do it without getting caught, that means people are doing it without getting caught. Right. If there are players getting caught, there must be players that aren't getting caught or else. If you're 100%, right, a a very good player. Right. He's not the only guy. And that no, was like, uh, like Eric James. <laughs> Eric James is doing it too. Yeah. Do you see Chris Bazio took some heat for calling out James? I did see that. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty like reasonable for him to get heat, but because I mean, so many people have had you know hot starts to seasons and then slowed down. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I thought that was kind of nuts to just accuse a guy, but uh. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I think that it's still around baseball a lot. PEDs. Mhm. Yeah, I agree. It has, like, he's, I think one hundred percent. I agree with you. If people are getting caught for it, that means people are also getting away with it. Mhm. Just be like ludicrous to be doing that. Um. All right. Cool. Uh, you got any, any other Cubs notes? Um, no notes, no notes uh, for me this week. Okay. I kind of, I I threw them away when they had their losing four out of five, but no. <laughs> I was done with them. No, You're after done. winning last night, I'm back on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Just like, good. just like back in the day. Great. Well, it's, I'm glad you're back. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would hate to see you completely chilled out. And, um, mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't. Hate, I would say completely brain Cubs brainwashed, where you completely buy into everything they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> with eternal optimism. Right. Um, uh, all right. Well, that's been uh, calling about the Cubs. Calling um, about the Cubs episode three. Follow, follow Scott on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Scotty Nelson with a five for the S? Yeah, fives instead of S's. Uh-huh. Okay, so fives instead of S's. I'm Mike Sternberg. Follow, follow Micah at business major, <laughs> business major, major. Yeah, and Micah Sternberg. You can get me on Instagram at Micah underscore humble <laughs> underscore blessed. Um, <laughs> donate to our Patreon. Um, if you like the show, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. That really helps us get up in the ratings. <laughs> And um, this has been uh, episode number three. Scott, sign us off.
All right. This has been Colin about the Cubs. And you know, as they always say, play ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm.